0: Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influences Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you, and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influencers.church. And now for our message.
1: I wanna tell you some things. When I was a little girl, my grandma was a maid. The hell, she was paid. So she wasn't a slave, but she was the paid help, servant, whatever it was on this grand estate in the country of England. And we would holiday at her house (laughs) because holidays were expensive and we could stay at her house free and run on this massive estate and play with all the horses and pick peas in their vegetable garden and do all those kind of things. Blackberries lined their driveway that was about a mile long and we would make blackberry pies. Well, <laughs> we'd make ourselves sick and take mum and mama a little thing of blackberries. Anyway, in this massive estate house, like a manor, owned by Mrs. Gibson, she would let us sometimes in the house. She had a daughter, Melissa, that was uh, about a year older than my older sister, Linda. And... Uh, somehow we were allowed to play together occasionally or whatever and uh, we were allowed inside the house and I remember Melissa taking us up, Linda and I up to her bedroom on several occasions, maybe 20 times, I don't know. But what I do remember is the bear, the massive, terrifying, stuffed bear that hung on the, like the stairs went up like this and then went up like that. And right there on that wall facing you at the bottom of those stairs was this bear like this. (sighs) And I remember being utterly terrified of this massive bear that was on the wall. I remember when Melissa would be like, come upstairs. And I don't know whether Linda was terrified, I can't ever remember asking her, but. I remember going up the stairs, I wouldn't look at the stairs, I would be literally, my eyes completely fixed on this bear and I would be like this and then I would get to the thing, I would not turn my back on that bear and I would be like this and then I would go backwards up the stairs, absolutely petrified of that stupid bear every single time I went upstairs. When I was 35, I went back to England and I wrote Mrs. Gibson and uh, somehow got... In contact with her and she said yes I don't mind if you come and just have a look around the place and she was upstairs in a little window and she knew I was there but we didn't talk and she peeped out and I said to the lady that was now the new maid I guess I said I just really want to go inside the house do you mind I told her the story and I said I need to film that bear I need to see is that bear still there she said oh yes And now Mrs. Gibson's husband had shot the bear and got it mounted on the wall. And so I go in the house with my video camera before the days of phone cameras. And uh, I was shocked. It wasn't a massive big bear. It was this little black bear about this big. (laughs) Now, yes, it did have its mouth open and its claws, But I just laughed. As a child, that thing was like terrifying. If something is burned into my memory as a child and I came back and I'm like, was I scared of that? And I filmed it for Linda and we had a bit of a laugh later. It was crazy. You know, so many people would think of me if you, have ever seen me before? You see me on the platform. You would think of me as somebody who's not fearful, and I'm telling you that is not the truth. I was extremely fearful as a child, and I remember this music. I told the girls at the fashion show um, that Doctor Who. I, I watched one episode. I was talking to my dad this week. Um, Anybody remember this? Keep it on. Anybody remember this music? Anybody else? Please tell me you were terrified. Anybody else? Wave if you were terrified. This music absolutely terrified you. Thank you. I feel so much better. There are three people in the audience waving at me, saying they were terrified. Everyone else is like, what on earth were you terrified? This is my favorite program. You can turn it off now. I think my dad said we only had a television for light and it was a tiny little square black and white box and Doctor Who was in black and white anyway, who am I kidding? And uh, anyway, I watched one episode and I had the night terrors for ages and ages and ages afterwards, I'd wake up screaming, Doctor Do, Doctor Do. And the thing that got me was, we will exterminate you. We will exterminate you, those jolly Daleks. Now I watched an episode of Doctor Who, probably the one that terrified me witless, and they were made out of aluminium foil. You can see the foil peeling on the episode that I watched and I just laughed. It is so laughable. The acting's laughable. They're tin cans. You can see they're terribly made and, uh, you know, stuck glue on glued on things and it just was hilarious. And I'm like, how ridiculous that things terrify us when we don't, when we're either really immature or young or when we don't really understand what it is. And I just, in my spirit, I just had this, you know, COVID is doing the same right now. I've had COVID. I had COVID in 2020, December 2020, I got COVID. We had an outreach on the streets and I remember this woman, um, we ministered to a group of of women and their, their children and I remember her throwing her arms around me in gratitude. We were giving them Christmas presents and uh, I realized she's sweating and she's really hot and her nose is running and she had a mask on but in horror, I was like, as I'm hugging her, the nurse in me is like, oh my goodness. And sure enough, a few days later, I isolated because I'm smart. I'm not scared, I'm sensible. There's a difference between sensible and being scared. And I'm telling you that there's a reason we're all sitting here in church and not in lockdown It's because South Australia is doing a good job, despite what you think, a good job of protecting its population. (laughs) However, we should not be terrified. COVID, and now what I'm about to say, if this gets recorded, I'm coming for you. It's live, great. The context of what I'm saying is not medical. It is spiritual. I am not qualified to give you medical advice. I'll just say that down the camera. I am not qualified to give you medical advice. But I am qualified to give you spiritual advice. what I'm about to give you is spiritual (laughs) advice. And I'm telling you that COVID is a virus. It is a flu-like virus. It is very recoverable from. It is nothing to be feared. We need to be sensible. We need to maintain our hygiene. We need to do what is required of us. I'm checking in everywhere. I'm sanitizing my hand. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I am not allowing it to rule my life. I am not allowing it to cause me terror. I am not allowing it to cause me to shrink back. In fact, I am using it to create inside of me a roar because I understand that the enemy has released fear into the atmosphere like a virus that has come with the virus and it is causing people anxiety. It is causing people unrealistic fear. Now, do people die from COVID? Absolutely. Do people die from the flu every year? Absolutely. If you have a pre-existing condition and you get the flu, the chances of you dying are high as well. And I'm telling you, church, we need to understand what we're listening to. We need to understand, like the church is not ready for Jesus to come back. The church is not ready for revival. The church is not ready for last days because the first voice we listen to is not the voice of God, it is the voice of the world. And you and I must must literally disconnect and understand I, I watch the news, I'm not a head in the sand person. I understand what is going on in my world, but I read the Word of God like Pastor Josh was saying, more than I listen to the news, I have worship playing day in, day out in my world, why? Because I understand fear. I understand my vulnerability to fear and anxiety just as much as yours. But I also understand my need and my responsibility over my own spirit to keep my spirit strong. I understand the responsibility that God has given me on this planet as a spiritual leader and a leader that, that is fearless in the face. Like, like Pastor Josh said, it is gonna get worse. Some of you are hoping that Jesus won't come back until after your generation is buried and gone. (laughs) This is really hard, sorry, it's just gone. You know how I know? Because I've had those thoughts. Something, something, church, something is rising inside of me. You know what my favorite movie is of all time? Joan of Arc. I know you're probably looking at me like, I cannot see that. I thought it was Barbie or Bambi. Nope, it's Joan of Arc. It does something in my spirit. Every time I watch that movie, I say, God, you put me on the planet. We are on the planet right now in the very time that God intended us to be alive. And he put us on this planet right now for such a time as this. He knew that you would live through a pandemic. He knew that you would be alive in this season and part of his body. And he is expecting you and I to declare his word above the word of the world. I am 58 years of age, years of old. 58 years of age. I have had covid I am fitter now than I was before COVID. I have more energy now than before I was infected with COVID. I'm not saying that that's what COVID does for you. Just saying down the camera, COVID does not give you more energy. Unless of course, you have a father in heaven and you face (laughs) COVID sensibly, medically. Yes, I got drugs. I did everything, give me all the drugs. Give me all the drugs because medicine has a place. I got my drugs. I did exactly what I should have done. I didn't cough. Don't cough. (laughs) You'd be like, (laughs) you wake up on the (laughs) day. No, you can clear your throat. It's all right. I don't even know why I'm telling you this stuff. I'm trying to demystify. I'm trying to demystify it for you. Yes, you'd get a fever. The headaches were terrible. You know what I did? I took Panadol. (laughs) I took steroids to stop the inflammation. I took shakes every single day. I took vitamin D. I took zinc. I was taking lozenges. I was doing steam inhalations. This is good information. Like I said, this is not meant to replace anything the medical world tell you. It's just experientially how I have fought COVID at home, (laughs) survived and come out with more energy. Anyway, sometimes we need to open the door. That monster is not as big as you think it is. It's not as big as people are telling you it is. We just gotta open that door and say, you know, I'm not fearful of a virus for crying out loud. The Bible says, don't fear those that can destroy the body, but fear your God in heaven. Who can, what's the scripture? Destroy body and soul, Pastor Janine says. In other words, my eternal health is so much more important to me than my physical health while I enjoy my physical health. We should be more fearful of a God in heaven who can not allow us into heaven if we're not connected with His Son Jesus than a stupid virus released by who knows, from who, where, knows where, by a bat in a cave, apparently. But who cares? Who cares about these stupid conspiracy theories? I do not have the time of day for them. I don't care whether they're right or wrong. I'm not trying to find the truth about everything because I've already found the truth. Because my Bible says Jesus is the way the truth and the life and while I have his truth any other truth out there does not threaten me it does not threaten my truth because no matter what the truth is no matter if I was facing death for my faith the truth is that Jesus Christ holds my life in the palm of His hands and I cannot leave this earth one second before He calls me home. And nor can you. The Bible says, who by worrying can add one hour to His life? I want you to put that up on your fridge, your mirror. Who by worrying, Jesus said that, Who by worrying can add one hour to their life? My times are in His hands. And so are yours. And we need to understand that that truth is a truth that every other truth needs to sit into. All right. I haven't even started preaching. How cool is that? I wanna read something, but I wanna preface it. This is written by John on the Isle of Patmos. What was he doing on the Isle of Patmos? He was put into isolation. He was put into isolation because they were too afraid to kill him because of what the people would would say, but they were too afraid of him. And the power that he possessed to influence people, so they put him in isolation. Does that sound like your enemy wanting to put you in isolation and into fear and put you on an island and not connected with other people so that you can't have influence and you can't actually share the good news of the gospel with other people? I'm telling you, when I saw this, I was like, Okay, God, wow. And what has John got to say? He's on, in isolation on the Isle of Patmos. And God wants to show him a revelation of Jesus and the events that would unfold in the earth on the last days, on the earth in the last days. And that Jesus is the all-powerful conquering king. He gives him, he wants to give him a revelation of Jesus. But before he says, shows him anything, he shows him Jesus. He shows him who's in control. And I want to read something to you, Revelation 4, 1 to 2. This is John speaking, he says, And then I looked. As I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, And the same voice I'd heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. What did John see? He saw an open door in heaven. I'm telling you right now, there is an open door in heaven. It reminds me of Jacob's ladder. It reminds me where Jacob had a dream and he saw an open door in heaven and a ladder descending to the earth. And the Bible says there were angels ascending and descending on that ladder. Fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus says an unusual thing to his disciples. And he said, you will see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. What's he referring to? He's referring to the fact that Jacob in the Old Testament was a type of Jesus. And Jesus is the doorway, the entranceway to heaven. And that you and I, when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we understand that He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. Jacob's ladder is is a type of Jesus in the New Testament. But when he says there's an a doorway open in heaven and through Jesus, he said there's an invitation. If you go back to Revelation, it says, come up here. There's an invitation right now for you and I, no matter what is happening in the last days, you see, as Jesus unfolds the revelation to John. He begins to tell him about what was happening in the last days. He's seeing earthquakes. He's seeing pestilence, which is viruses and plagues and disease. He's seeing wars and he's seeing all sorts of wonders in the heaven. He's seeing fearsome armies. He's seeing machines. He doesn't even know what he's looking at. And he's terrified. But what does Jesus do? What does God do? He says, Come up here. Why does He say, Come up here? Because He wants John to see these things from His perspective. And the same invitation is open right now to you and I. And God in heaven is saying, stop looking and being fearful at all these things, for these things must unfold. These last days on the earth are planned out in the heavens, but I don't want you to stay down here. I want you to come up here and see things from my perspective, see things with my eyes. And when you see things with my eyes, you will see as John records, I saw one sitting on the throne. We have to remember that God is still on the throne. He is on the throne in my life. I want him to be on the throne in your life because when we understand that God is in control, he is on the throne, that Jesus Christ is the open doorway into heaven and God is issuing an invitation to us to come up higher, to come up and view things with his perspective. We will see the one sitting on the throne and the angels round about saying, holy, 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 worthy to the one who was and is and is to come. What's he saying? God is unchanging. God does not is not shocked by this virus. He, what The God of yesterday, the God who rescued the Israelites out of Egypt, the God who brought them to a promised land, the God that rescued Daniel out of the lion's den, the God that parted the seas for Moses, the God who fed 5,000 with just a boy's lunch, the God who healed and raised the dead, the God that performed miracles after miracle after miracle, the God that did all of those things yesterday Yesterday is the same today and He'll be the same tomorrow. No matter whether COVID hits South Australia, no matter whether people get infected, no matter what happens in this world, God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And I want us to, that's all the word I have, a simple word, because I feel like God wants us To understand, as soon as John said yes to the invitation, notice God gives us an invitation. He doesn't drag us up there. He says, come up here. And we have to say yes. And so simply, I felt tonight to just ask you for your yes. I think Pastor Josh or Pastor Tony, somebody said it from the platform tonight. And I was like, it's preaching my message already. God is asking for your yes. He's saying, will you stand up and be the church in these last days? Will you speak up and be the church in these last days? Will you be a leader in your family, a leader in your environment For no no fear, it doesn't change our circumstances. We're still facing what we're facing. But I'm telling you, God wants us to come up here.
0: I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what, the past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the word of God go with you from this day forward, and I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer, or you wanna know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.